So we've had this conversation before in prior episodes. The most important factor in getting a deal to a letter of intent and eventual sale is what is the upward growth potential of your business? What's your revenue mix look like? And how you plan on growing revenues? Can't emphasize, emphasize that enough as it is critical to the success of a transaction and also maximizing your value. So we're very excited to bring back uh, today uh, Joe Grace of uh, Chief Outsiders. Uh, Chief Outsiders is a CMO fractional consulting firm, chief marketing officer and sales organization that helps businesses implement strategies to either get back on the track of growth grow their business or if a company's in trouble, how ways that they can, you know, regenerate the company and get it on the right path again. So Joe, welcome back. I appreciate you coming back. I know you have a lot on your plate. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Great. So last uh, time, last episode, we talked a little bit about, you know, how chief outsiders work with companies to, you know, look at them from a holistic perspective and, what they're doing, what they've been doing, and how to you know, kind of change the model so they can be successful. And I thought right. today we get a little more granular, maybe detail, talk a little about a, a couple of case studies. Uh, you sure. know, I think mm-hmm. you do manufacturing, service organization, retail uh, businesses where you know you guys were put, brought in, parachuted in, a uh, client came to you in need of help, right? I need to grow my business. Mm-hmm. I need to get back on track. So. Uh, I thought today would be great to maybe talk a little bit more about how you, your plan, how you worked with these companies and give our audience uh, some, uh, you know, good key ideas and on ways that they can, you know, grow their business. Right. Sure. Let's do it. So I think, um, I mean, I don't know if it's okay to mention the name of the companies, but uh, uh, I mean, one was a, a manufacturing company or a distributor uh, looks like, um, uh, you guys got the phone call, um, and you know maybe you can little yeah. talk a little bit about yeah. why why the owner called you, what his big concerns were um, uh, with 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 the growth of it, with his people as well, and what you guys were yeah. able to accomplish um, over your assignment period. Yeah, yeah, this is a classic case, uh, kind of company we work with, and the problems we get to. Work on. So here's a privately held company, family owned company. The CEO is second generation. It's a tool company. And their business for for decades has been importing specialty tools from Germany, which they then sold through uh, independent hardware stores. And uh, as the markets changed and the the big box retailers like Lowe's and and Home Depot uh, have more clout, their business was headed in the wrong direction. It was it was drying up. So they made a strategic decision to um, develop their own tools and uh, under a new brand name and to uh, rely on those products going forward and find a way to market and introduce these products and uh, eventually get these products into Lowe's and, and Home Depot. So uh, <clears throat> The first product was a new workbench, believe it or not, that was a dramatic improvement from traditional workbenches. It was lightweight, strong, easy to to, to, uh, unpack and use and fold up. It saved time and money. It was just a great product. 
So the CEO decided to have his two kids, you know, the third generation who are mm -hmm. in their 20s, very digitally hip, uh, launch this product. So they they listed the product on their website with a small description of the product. And uh, over a period of almost two years, they hired three different digital agencies, spent over $200,000 and generated about $10,000 in sales. They were thinking about abandoning this idea and this product line when they called us. Mm -hmm. And uh, I took a look at this and said, this is a great product. It's an innovative product. People are going to love this, but you need to change your strategy here. This is a product that needs to be demonstrated and you can't rely on people looking for something new like this. You have to go out and reach your target audience and hit them with a great demonstration. And um, we're going to sell a lot of these. So they gave me a green light and we created uh, uh, a omni-channel campaign, including uh, direct response television. We produced a two-minute uh, two commercial right. and started targeting professionals, professional carpenters and woodworkers and so on on TV with the right channel and programming selection. And uh, all of a sudden, sales started, direct sales took off. For every $1 we spent in uh, media, it generated $2 in sales. As we move forward with the program, for every dollar we spent in media, it generated $4 in sales. And over a period of four years, this grew to become uh, a very significant eight-figure business. 95% of their sales now come from this new product line. And uh, and we eventually got the product into Lowe's and Home Depot. It changed the whole uh, fate and, and value of this company. I mean, these, these guys just couldn't be more thrilled. Along the way, we developed their the third generation and turned them into great direct marketers. And, uh, and then it we followed up with the introduction of additional new products. So today, this new product line is a hit. It's available everywhere in big box retail. It changed the fortunes of the company. Mm. And it all had to do with understanding the market and how to tell the story and how to reach the right target audience and do it efficiently without breaking the bank. You know, it, that's a great story. And it, it resonates you know, we just started our 23 year, third year in business. And mm -hmm. we've had multiple conversations with business owners, some that became clients, some that didn't. And, you know, a lot of them, rightfully so, have developed, right? These are, you know, innovative, entrepreneurial uh, men and women who've created these great products. But they're mm -hmm. doing like, you know, $5 million in sales, right? And they've been doing $5 million in sales for, you know, right. 10 years. Mm -hmm. And, they don't have the resources, meaning internal people or expertise themselves, nor should they, you know, no, you can't do everything yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and how to properly market the product, but they come right. to us and they say, well, look, I got this patented product. Uh, everybody loves it. And it, my company's now worth, I believe my company's now worth this, but it's not. Right. I mean, buyers pay for businesses based on their historical results, right. but buy businesses based on the future growth opportunities. And if you can't show a cohesive plan 
to grow this product or product category to a buyer, you're going to get a lower multiple on your business. That's right. And these buyers are smart. They said, I know how to market this thing, right? I know how to do this. So I'm going to get this company for, let's say, $5 million. In three years, I'm going to have a $50 million business. So the business owner... You know, again, we, we talked about this before. They're, they're, you're yeah. in the weeds, you're blocking and tackling. You're not just, you know, you're not just overseeing sales yeah. or doing it yourself. You're also yeah. involved with your manufacturing, your engineering, your personnel, human resources takes a lot of time. And so you're kind of like, yeah. unfortunately, your your focus is narrow yeah. and you can't sit yeah. back and strategize. Right. Like you're talking so you about You bring here. up a really interesting point too. I brought a smile to my face. You know, we do a lot of work with private equity companies. Right. And they're often buying companies uh, that they think have a lot of marketing potential, but they're buying them at a lower valuation because the owners didn't come up with the right growth plan and strategy. So so why sell at a discount to private equity who's then going to call chief outsiders and say, build us a growth engine? You know, right. Hire us first and uh, you'll get a much higher valuation. Well, that, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because we have a large number of private equity firms in our database and they're on our distribute. They see our deal flow, right? right. But they're right. financial, they're financials. They're looking at the numbers, but they have resources, right? They're, they're smart enough to know that I'm bringing in this, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, sales organization, uh, SEO team, uh, you know, marketing people, IT people, yep. they have all these people on the bench, yeah. Right. They call them as consultants like yourself. Hey, look at this product. We think it's a winner. It's only been doing 5 million, but we looked at the market and we think there's a $150 million market for this company, this kind of product over the next couple right. of years. What do you guys think? And what's the better way of doing it? And so yeah. they're saying, and so you look at some of these, you know, and I get the emails all the time because they're on, and they're in our database and we're on their day, you know, in their, in their database, you know, we just sold, we bought X, Y, and Z for X and we just got a three to five multiple on our investment. Right. That's a big number. Yeah. And sure. the owner's like, yeah, well, if he, if he, if he sold and maybe rolled some equity, he or she's going to participate in an upside with the second bite of the apple. And most likely it's yeah. going to be more than the first. Yeah. Sale. But some of them are going to yeah. make work a couple years and leave. And, you know, they got a nice payday. They're happy, but they're leaving a lot of opportunity and value on the table yeah. by not making that yeah. investment in the marketing side. The first thing people yeah. do is when the economy gets bad, well, they, they cut back on their marketing, right? Yeah, that's true. That's a mistake. Often. I can honestly say- Or they're during- intimidated by the cost of it. Right. You know, uh, so, so when we first mentioned to this tool company that we think you ought to be on TV, they said, we can't afford TV. That costs millions of dollars. But- and that's not necessarily the, the case. The world has changed. Right. So I mentioned that they spent over 200 grand in two years on digital and had nothing to show for it. We produced a television commercial, a two minute television commercial. It's just stunning uh, for $35,000. We did a media test, a two week media test, $10,000 a week, a total $20,000. So an investment of $55,000 to answer the question, does this dog hunt? Right. And the answer was a resounding yes. Then you slowly increased the media buys week over week, and it became self-funding because every time you spent a dollar, you got $2 back. Mm -hmm. So the investment was very modest compared to the money that they had lost 
with a poorly thought out digital strategy. And the key word there is investment. Right. Right. And, yeah. and, and so you invest for every dollar you invested in the media, you got $2 back. My take would be when you're ready to sell for every dollar you invest, you could get five, six, seven, eight dollars back in value by, right. by the growth of the business and the growth of your profitability. Exactly. So, you know, look, I think it's really interesting is that, you know, people, they keep on, you know, using the old dog, same old dog trick every single time. Uh, mm -hmm. when they're trying to sell something and they don't sit back and say, okay, and you know, this didn't work, but it's like they invested all this money in a couple different digital agencies where they were uh, clearly maybe should have hired somebody in with expertise like your firm, like you, your chief yeah. outsiders to say, Hey, wait a second, let's take another look at this. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So now you got a successful business. I don't, you know, eventually they'll probably, uh, uh, you know, either sell or, 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 or now they know, now they have a growth mode and they have a growth story and now they want to yeah. fuel growth, right? So yeah. they want to fuel They've growth. Got options. They've got they options have, now. Right. And they can, they can sell a piece of the business. Yeah. Yeah. So they maybe de-risk themselves. So they're not mm -hmm. going to the bank and borrowing. They're bringing a financial partner, still have a strong, significant equity stake. So they've taken this $20 million company now to a $200 million company. So when they sell their yep. 25, 30% share or ownership interest down the road, you know, 40, $60 million. And they originally sold, you know, 60% of the business, you know, say five years ago for like $20 million. And it's a, it's mm -hmm. a, it's a, it's a win-win strategy. So that's very interesting how you approach that. So uh, that's a great story. How about um, uh, any other uh, companies you worked with that you may want to share yeah, with us a little bit? Yeah, here's, here's uh, uh, a story. It's, it's got a different solution that, that I think uh, might resonate with, with your audience. So here's a company that was selling a, a really um, uh, unique and innovative uh, solution for mail incontinence. Mail incontinence is is a really big deal, and a lot of people have to use diapers and other things. Very unpleasant. So this right, is a device right, yeah. that can help with that. It's easy to use, and so on. And these guys were wanted to sell the private equity, but the business had flattened and was actually declining a little mm -hmm. bit. They had to build a growth engine again. They understood that, but they they weren't sure how, you know what to do and and they had this notion that their advertising wasn't working very well as a result there were fewer leads and and uh, fewer customers so um they hired us to help solve the problem and you know, we take a look at every uh, at the business from every point of view and the the marketing side the lead generation side was doing okay we had some ideas to pump it up a little bit to generate some more leads at a lower cost. But it turned out the real problem was what happened after you got a lead? It takes two months when somebody calls and says, I'd like this medical device. It takes mm. two months on average for this to be one, uh, to get an, a, a letter of authorization from your doctor and then to get approved by Medicaid. Medicaid pays for this and then right. get the distributor, sign off and to ship the product. <clears throat> Once they got a lead and started this process, they stopped communication with the, this lead. And so half the leads went away over a two month period because they didn't know what was going on. Yeah, they forgot about no communication. Right. They felt, so yeah. we created a lead nurturing campaign 
by email and outbound phone calls to keep people informed along the way. And that one insight about how to nurture and take care of leads allowed the company to accelerate growth, double-digit growth again, because they did a better job of nurturing leads. We then applied that to customers, to nurturing customers, so they stayed on the product. So it wasn't an upfront uh, lead volume question. It was, what do you do with the leads in the middle? And that's a marketing question, how you nurture leads and nurture customers and keep them engaged in the business. They eventually sold the private equity for a big number. Yeah, so that's a great story as well. I mean, I think you're looking at something like, you know, uh, communication with your customers. Right. Potential customers, ongoing basis. I mean, that's always something that, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with, companies struggle with. You know, we got Mm -hmm. these leads and who's handling them? Who's managing them? What are the key performance indicators? We know where these leads are. You know, we got so many leads in. uh, And... What do we close on? Why didn't we close them? What's all that? And sometimes that information just gets not addressed. Yeah. So they didn't have a good CRM. So part of the solution was coming up with a good CRM that could handle all these communications, emails, and so on, and track the activity so you can see the status. You could sometimes you could um, you know we 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 have a we use a very. Uh, uh, robust CRM system ourselves, and we've we as Osage has invested heavily in that. Not only sure. not only because of monitoring our uh, outgoing uh, deal flow with potential buyers, mm-hmm. but also in communicating with our clients that we can provide them with a you know a push of a button. Okay, here's everything we've done on your deal so far. And send them a list. We talked to, you know, we sent out 80 books. We're talking 40 of them are private equity, 40 of them are strategic buyers. Here where they are in the process. They have a feel. We can do that. You know, we can, if they want to, they want a daily, we can do it daily. Usually we do it weekly, but they're fully yeah. informed. Say, hey, what are you guys doing? Because sometimes when we're heavily in the marketing process, we want them to run their business. We run the process and then inform them. So just to this yeah. same sample you gave us, it's important to have that communication as you said with a good robust CRM so you can automate some of this stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, go back to Mr. Smith or Mr. You know, Jones, you know, two weeks ago, Hey, just want to let you know where we are. Things are moving along. And then as you said, here's a company with declining revenues by making, I won't call it simple, but a strategic, well implemented marketing strategy. They built the value of their business. Yeah. And it's a great success story because you only get yeah. one shot at it. I mean, when you, if That's you're right. going to sell your company, right, it's not like you, you, you don't get a mulligan, right? If you, you know, after the business is sold, you realize that the, with the, all this things yeah. that this new buyer is going to put into it, says, well, I should have done that. I could have got an extra 20, 30 million from my business. So making that investment in the marketing and right now, and seeing these things like you guys did, right? Like chief outsiders yeah. did about, hey, here's a strategy to think about. And you collaborated yeah. and, they, and they invested yeah. in it. At the end of the day, increases yeah. value. It's all about the growth story. Yeah, it's true. And on top of coming up with the right strategy, it has to be implemented properly. Um, we we uh, uh, conducted some research with a couple of partners on you know market CRM systems and marketing automation. A lot of companies buy these shiny objects. Well, we're told we need a CRM, so they buy it, then they don't use it properly. And so that's an example of that. According to Gartner, 
folks, mid-sized companies who buy marketing automation tools only use 40% of their capabilities. Yeah, and that so, makes sense. Yeah. So you need a mark, a senior marketing person to help implement this stuff and to use it properly. Right. So Someone's got to quarterback it to make yeah, it work yeah, and successful. Right. Yeah. So Joe, um, these are great examples of how you, Joe Grace, and Chief Outsiders works to help um, companies grow. And we greatly appreciate you being here. And maybe we'll have you back uh, down the road and kind of do an update uh, about how things are going with you and maybe some more examples so we can help companies grow. And I appreciate your time today. Oh, I'd love to come back. I'm a big, big fan of you and, and Osage and what you guys are doing to help uh, mid-sized companies. So anytime, love to. Well, well thanks again. Uh, so again, my name's Keith D. I'm president of Osage Advisors. Uh, we're an investment bank working with business owners and their families looking to sell. Uh, if you'd like to see more episodes or listen to us, uh, you can go to our YouTube channel, The Ins and Outs of Selling a Business, and hit the subscribe button. Uh, if you have any questions, you can feel free to send me an email at kdee at osageadvisors.com or pick up the phone uh, and give me a call at 860-767-3273, extension 1001. Uh, to learn more about our firm, please visit our website at osageadvisors.com. Thanks again for being with us today and have a great day.